You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Sounds like you're dodging walruses. Yeah, Yeah, I'm uh, weaving my way uh, into the beautiful city of Melbourne. Yeah, I'm on my way. That's nice, man. Have you got a shepherd's pie happening out there? Is the sun? No, not yet, not yet. It's uh, it's pre uh, shepherd's pie in the morning, but it does look like it's coming. I think we're going to get a nice uh, nice sunrise. It's always nice to uh, to drive into one of those. Yeah, the Dragon's Valley. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, it's been a it's been a week. It's it's been a year. So. We're doing well. Feel like I turned a couple of corners this week, and uh, feeling ready for for today, uh, and the year that has to run out. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, no, it's just it's, it's, it just keeps on coming, doesn't it? The uh, the news everywhere you look, particularly in kind of the space that we've been talking a lot about recently around kind of, I guess, large language models, kind of you know, and AI, and kind of you know the impending kind of I guess digital twinning of our of our world which seems like it's uh you know really only ever going to be stopped by kind of our our compute power which is uh probably the biggest constraint at the moment yeah is compute power it has been for a while hey but um yeah in terms of getting it into the hands of many compute power is holding us back and uh, we're going to go into and, and round off our three predictions that we jumped off last week where we took sort of different angles and and landed somewhere um, all over the map, but there was definitely a bit of synergy going on. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you want to do you want to lead out the batting? Would you like me to? So I think um, however you want to do it, just just let me know. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, well, let's recap what we did. I think last last time was that. So for anyone who wasn't here, um, I think we we started with sort of saying the. That, well, I really felt that um, AI is really the on-ramp for, for what is coming in compute power. Um, and, and that's something that I think is, is going to pre- prepare us. And the reason why I say that is because we started this conversation and this whole, this whole mini-part series, two-part series is around, you know, what are the big unlocks that AI is going to bring? Um, and I feel like that's when really sort of we'll look back and say a lot of the materials that we make and a, and a lot of the the ways that we do things system well not so much system but the way that we think and, and try and problem solve will be unlocked because we'll have compute power that can read data and see things that we can't quite i feel like ai has a similar ability to us just really fast um in terms of looking at pattern pattern recognition but yep. what, what what's around the corner is, is going to be pretty wild and then if correct me if I'm wrong, we went down and sort of saying systems is is the place that's going to get innovated, and and you rightly pointed out that it's quite archaic at the moment, especially in health and energy distribution or service, and and saying that AI really has a has a place there to be able to to really innovate in that space and make it a lot more efficient and a lot more better, really, in a, in a nutshell. Um, exactly. And and we sort of had a discussion around 
uh, I brought in the the conversation around AI will really shape us into understanding what the human value really is and sort of re reevaluate what that what we all believe that to be um, and we'll sort of get that conversation going that I don't think we've had as you know as a society for, for I don't know I can't see it in in memory as directly as such a strong mirror as what AI will bring up around sort of what what do we bring to the table and and other than just more problems i will say (laughs) (laughs) i will say one thing last week i remember saying um something about how ai will help us uh you know what's our slogan ai will fix it um but i said ai fix past problems that the generations before us has given us and then as I was saying that and reflecting on that, I was like, hopefully it'll also solve some of the ones that this generation and the generations before us, especially the social, I suppose, media paradigm and just what that actually is, uh, gets yeah. a little bit fixed from here because, uh, yeah, to bring in some sombering stats, just some kids out there are really, really struggling with sort of what it is to be in the world uh, alongside technology, whether that's playing a huge part, but... I know here in Australia we went through a big lockdown and um, young kids are really struggling to get back into uh, a new normal or a post-normal or an old normal Um, and whether social media has a a role to play in that, studies will come out, but I feel like hopefully... these uh these problems will will be fixed but um it was more of just a rounding up that conversation to a nod to the things that are unfolding in front of us yeah exactly exactly and i think it's you know like you were making that point last week around kind of like you know that i think it's it's like anything with with kind of when you start to look at these new technologies it's that really the regulation lags behind and the study of the impact on in terms of kind of the social dynamic and the kind of the social harm that often comes with these things um, lags far behind. And that's a, that's a commonality of, um, of every kind of human, you know, endeavor really is that whether it was about kind of, um, you know, us geniuses kind of bringing, uh, you know, feral animals um, with us to kind of control native populations to different countries when we went there all the way through to kind of not understanding kind of, you know, the, what chemical runoff is going to do to an ecosystem through to kind of, you know, the amount of noise, I was watching this thing the other day about that we put into the ocean through shipping, it's that humans are famous for not understanding the consequences of our actions in the long term. And I think that's what we're starting to see with things like social media, etc. And you would, you would think, given that everything we've ever done has come with some form of side effect and impact on people, that this world of AI is, um, is definitely going to have something similar come along with it in terms of in terms of the side effects i think in terms of whether that's growing or kind of you know fostering even more inequality all the way through to kind of you know it could embed you know more of this kind of like these social echo echo chambers that exist through to kind of um false news you know through to kind of you know you could create false systems where someone thinks they're in a system and they're actually not so there's lots of different things that will you know likely at some level come with technology that's um that's already been established and i've been thinking a lot since we spoke last week about you know really that you know it's what you were saying is that ai is an on-ramp and really now the the actual gatekeeper at the moment is our computing power 
um, which I, I'm not saying is a bad thing because I think if we had this married with, you know, a large scale jump in computing, whether that's through quantum or chip optimization, you know, kind of in terms of um, a new way to fabricate a chip or something, then I would really worry about where we would go and the pace that we would actually get there. However, um, you know, it does it does strike me like kind of one of the things I've been thinking about is like the second unlock for all of this, I think is what you're talking about, Pat, is that it's, it's really good at patterns, right? So human beings were not good at seeing where something might actually lead in terms of patterns. Like if, even at a simple level, we find it very, very hard to understand our own behavioral patterns until they're played back to us. You know, like things like, you know, um, I'm not a fan of them, but things like, you know, an Apple Watch with its health kind of metrics, et cetera. I mean, really what it's doing is playing back what, what your behavior is, right? And so a lot of people turn it off because <laughs> they don't like knowing what it is. Um, but that, that said, like that's, that's, I think, where we sit is that these digital kind of worlds, I think are going to, the second unlock is that it, I was thinking about it through kind of the first one was about systems. And then inside those systems, it's kind of, you know, we'll make those systems smarter, more connected, but inside everyday life, I think it's actually going to help us with patterns and pattern recognition. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what do we do with those patterns? Like, as you say, there's a bit in that, but what you're saying is uh, we're not very good at listening, but maybe when when there's value to be had that's outside self-development, maybe that's when we start listening. Um, and, and I suppose society is pretty predicated on, on data. It will definitely unlock, you know, rational reasoning or whether it'll skew that is also a question like when you when you interact with some of these models you can you know contextualize your question for it to say many things depending on your bias which is going to be interesting um and to go all the way back to what you were saying around speed and whether it needs to go slow one i don't think quantum computing will impact from the limited research i've done around speed it's not fast it just thinks very differently thinks differently yeah Yeah. Uh, but speed in computing i think is is a huge race that's happening right now and it will get a lot quicker um and yeah you're right with who's gating that is is microsoft at the moment and a few others uh in terms of allowing people to build ai models unless we can pull in and this is a third this is a third point of mine whether we can pull in capitalize on some of the groundwork of DeFi or, or decentralizing and and allowing yep. sort of community to build and own and have a say in in how this is all going um and have a stake in the game because not too long ago in 2022 web 3 was was the hot topic and a lot of the technologies that are underneath that sort of umbrella that that is still existing and still getting built very strongly is a lot of user owner a lot of cool concepts but then also a lot of great technology that sits underneath the hood that can help with security and can help with um anonymity um and it can help with incentivizing individuals to participate in a whole so where i'm sort of skewing this is imagine you know a computer community computer that rivals sort of the microsoft's power because we figured out a way to combine our power together to be able to build something where everyone can have access to that whether that looks good or bad in the end 
it's still it's still an idea and i think what's going to happen is um ai and a lot of the principles and technology that were built in that way are going to get rolled into some strange new pastry that's going to get rolled out not this year, probably next year and the year after, um, that's going to resemble some, a, a mutant of the two hype wheels um, and we'll start yeah. to provide a lot of value and, and people will will get quite excited and then we'll have got quantum computing after that. But I think it'll, it'll unlock the potential that was there and the use case that people were screaming out for. I think a lot of people in that, that space can see it rolling out and see the value, but I think what AI will actually do is allow that value to exist uh, very obviously in people's hands or people's minds, hearts. Uh, yep. They'll interact with Definitely. it a lot more. Yeah, and I, th- I think it might bring a new community cohort <coughs> together as well, right? So people who currently can't kind of code or write code in in really in kind of like a in a prompt-based world through kind of um, large language models. <coughs> it's becoming easier and easier by the day to be able to write the code that you need. So, you know, really being able to kind of go, okay, well, if we are going to have this kind of this this open kind of um, computing or processing power that people are actually pulling together, being able to kind of actually turn that and kind of write the protocol and be able to actually do the prompts and the queries yourself, all of a sudden becomes interesting. Because I think, it, you know, what you're talking about is really profound, because what it'll do is that at the moment, there's actually two barriers to, to stepping outside of like the corporate wall garden. And the, the first one is that it's really, it's obviously, it's the ease in which they actually make things work, et cetera. So that if you're not technologically minded, it's difficult to, to be able to pull together something in, you know, an open source programming language, et cetera. But um, this kind of would, would solve that. So I think it's, you know, it kind of, it stops what are the kind of the main barriers or gates for people actually participating. And then two, what it also does is in theory, is allow for people to kind of, I think, get more of a, as you're saying, like a commercialized kind of back end as well. Because there's no, like you could like micropayment the hell out of this space where, you know, for you sharing your processing power for a period of time, you get a little bit of stuff back, X, Y, Z. And mm-hmm. I think those are the things that, you know, um, you can already see it, right? I mean, you see those use cases starting to pop up because the world needs more and more and more computing power to kind of run these models. So therefore donating part of your space you know, that's been something that's been done forever, but there's never been a decentralized finance model, which we have now. And there's never been a kind of, a, I guess, an open source kind of way to actually build the prompts that can pull this all together. Yeah, and there's and exactly well said. And there's so many problems that, that need solving. And that's around IP data. Like we've spoken about this before. The quality of data is probably going to be the main differentiator of like an AI or a learning language model to, to provide value and see see insights in specific areas that you haven't been able to do because you just the sheer amount of data or even just the sheer quality of joining the dots is, is going to be fascinating. But the other thing when you start to look at that sort of new economy forming is, is um, a new way of working and a new idea of what work is because I think that's, that's a one big one that this area will help address is I think there's a lot of fear around industry changing but the underlying fact is industry's been changing for a long time yeah um you look at a lot of them that were sort of scaling back before uh ai came and now it's a bit of a like not a handy excuse it's just an excuse to really get slim 
But what that is going to do is be able to create new areas and new ways of, of doing things. Humans are amazing at finding things to do. We're just a bit like an ant or a bee in that sense that we're always busying ourselves with something. And this space really opens the doors, the gates to be able to create a new new means of making money and creating value and sharing value you think of spotify for artists you think of a lot of different ways that are going to be able to help these learning language or these language models be able to do some pretty funky cool things um and exist so yeah it's a it's a space but um did you have any others that you wanted yeah no i have my uh, well it's it's kind of it's it's and uh, yeah, it's not a bad segue actually to, to my last kind of unlock. And I think that's really around the, it's actually going to drive the digitization of intellectual property. So yeah. at, a, at a micro, at a micro level and it, you know, like you, you brought up Spotify a second ago. I mean, I think what's, what's interesting in music at the moment is really, so a lot of music is made through sampling, but I think what we're going to start to see now, because it's all there to be able to see in terms of rec- one, the ability to recognize it. So, you can see a world where these kind of models are used to actually find the the IP that's actually being used at a at a micro level. So, yes, you might be um, nicking kind of um, bits and pieces from here and there, and kind of you know of articles, etc., and pulling them together into your into your own thoughts. But I think in this kind of new world, it's going to be around that. I reckon the publisher or the IP owner will know that that's actually occurring and be able to actually find a way to kind of, you know, build a commercial relationship with you around it. Like there's the, there's the big case at the moment of, um, uh, ginger, ginger, gingerbread man, uh, Ed Sheeran getting, yeah. um, kind of, uh, you know, um, sued over kind of the, um, the estate of, I think it's Marvin Gaye. Um, it is, you know, yeah. over, yeah. Over, let's get it on. Yeah. Let's get it on. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, the bed of that, he has, you know, he has taken at some level, right? I mean, yes, it's inspired him. Yes, it's different, etc. But then I think this is kind of really interesting about where this is all starting to head is that in the future, my sense would be that, you know, as you're kind of building that, you might run it through this model and it might be like, okay, well, it's like this and this and this and this and this. Um, and you're going to have to kind of share that back. So yeah, my third unlock would be that really it's the you know, the kind of the non-fungible token kind of style of approach, I believe finally has a, has a role, um, which is really going to be about kind of like tagging of kind of these intellectual assets um, so that artists do get paid. So that kind of, you know, design outcomes, if they're being used in mid journey, et cetera, and you pull together an image composition, there might be six images that were used in that. And you're going to have to micro payment each of those rather than paying one royalty to one photographer or one Getty image library. Yeah, interesting. I feel like, yeah, there's there's a few points in that. I think we're definitely going to confront IP and what IP is. For some reason, I just think of Andy Warhol when you were, were talking about that because um, I feel like yeah, he right. was he was at the center of, you know, just before IP really got into what it is now with, with music and, and bundling when we were still doing records and then iTunes came along and people were pirating music here, there and everywhere. Um it's a it's a big swirling mess because as we all know, culture is built and predicated on the culture that was before it. Whether it's in in in, in confrontation or in infatuation with what has happened before, yeah. it's a it's a constant dance and it's a constant build. And um, yeah, these conversations around how that happens and who gets 
who gets what is is fascinating. The sad thing with uh, for me anyway is with Ed Sheeran and and those sort of conversations is it just feels a little bit ugly. Like it, I don't know how yeah, to read it. I it think does, it I, does feel ugly. Like. Yeah. Um, because what I think the case goes, at least from my understanding, was that someone's trying to own four chord structure, which, from my mind, yeah. isn't isn't the right approach. Um, no, it can't be owned. Um, and and yeah, I hope it doesn't go too crazy like that. But definitely hope the distribution of value goes to to artists and incentivization of creation goes, because that's that's yeah. when, that's when no, things think, flourish. I think, yeah. I think, Pat, you're making the right point. I mean, that's why that case is so interesting is because it's like, I don't think they're going to be able to come back and say that they own the four chord structure, but I, I do think they're going to be able to come back and say we own that four chord structure. Right? And these are the things that really in music kind of riffs, harmonies and all those, like the, I guess it's the componentization of, of music. So it's like the little bits that go into the track. And that's, if you really look at the, the trajectory of where kind of economic value is being created, these days it's really in small components of large systems so you know kind of that's why i was you know to me it's really it is going to get a lot smaller and a lot more specific so that kind of you know really that these micro payments etc can come through and i think that's the that's the trajectory that we're going we're going on really is that these kind of um you know the model really like a you know a simple program would be able to pick up where your stuff's being used across the world Right, if it's not behind a walled garden. So, yeah. you know, yes, but, of course, there's huge issues that come with all of this and kind of all these things that come with it. But as an unlock, I think is there's a lot of economic value to be found, much like there was in Spotify unbundling the, the record. You know, it's um, now, you know, they've, they've been able to strike a model. But in between those two things, artists were absolutely getting royally screwed when this when this started. And I think it's it's a very similar story, but it does come back in the end. I would, I would think, you know, I'm not saying that's going to be in five years or 10 years. It might be in 20 years, but this, this path that we're on is that, um, I could, I can easily proceed like one of the unlocks getting into this world is the ability for IP to get much more specific and much more micro. And what does that look like? Like for some reason that gives me prickles on the back. Like I'm trying to understand the, the unlock with, with what that could do. Is that? Well, if, if you imagine like, so let's imagine like your your voice suddenly becomes really really popular, um, which I could definitely foresee happening. Um, You're too kind, Joe. Having, yeah, no, 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 it's <laughs> beautiful voice. Uh, you you saying specific things, right? And being able for me then to be able to take those and recombine them into my stuff. You might have your voice actually protected at an intellectual level, where um, you know actually protected, but then the ability to slice and dice and use that, and for you to know that I've done that on your end is the big unlock so that these kind of large AI models would be able to just simply monitor for that to be like, that's Pat's voice inside eight other um, voices to make that track. Um, and, you know, really now the, the kind of the way that we actually work in this world, it'd be super easy for then something to be fired off to the person who's actually created it to be like, oh, well, you owe us 54 cents, for example, for using Pat's voice in that piece of work. And, but that's about, I think, you know, we're going to live in a world where um, IP and kind of, you know, really the kind of the, the signatures of people are going to become more and more important in a world that's becoming more and more generic that in that in that way, where most of our creation is now about in combination from things that other people have. So, you know, it might be 80% my voice, Pat, and, you know, um, 20% yours, but 
you're going to be able to find and actually get your 20% cut as part of that mix. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and then it's it's the the thing is that I'm trying to get is like who's like who stands to benefit from the unlock? Because when these things start to play out, you look at Spotify and this is probably digging yeah. too far under the hood. I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. But it's like who who stands to benefit from these things is, as we're seeing the IP play out with Ed Sheeran, like two big names, but the little names that might have gotten those stories, maybe that's where an unlock can be, where people can try. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. it becomes something that kind of, it becomes, Everyone you can know, play. Like there's always going to be big fish and small whales, but this system is going to allow those kind of, like, those small fish to basically protect the micro bits of actually what makes them special. So, you know, that's what, that's what I think is kind of interesting about this. So, like, if you think about, you know, like, every, you know, in all forms of kind of artistic expression, there's, there's people who have like little catchphrases, they have signatures, they have sounds, all of these things, being able to actually IP protect that. But then what I'm saying, the unlock is through AI is the ability to track everywhere in real time how that's actually being used. And that's a, a really interesting model where, you know, like IP rights, for example, it's often royalty based. It's often about kind of like the distribution channels, very, you know, opaque, etc. It's not hard. It's, very difficult to see where things land where the, but I can easily foresee in this type of world where it's almost instantaneous right it's like IP IP.com and basically it's it's a marketplace where you know you might have your stuff posted even if you didn't and it's taken it's probably knows that it's yours and you're just basically seeing those royalty checks come through yeah so it's like rather than a lot of mini different paywalls it's like a huge paywall and like whether because the big thing is whether if uh, the current language model that we're also f- familiar with, ChatGPT, if it wasn't fed on a lot of the the gated material, then then where would it get it? Where would it get its uh, answers from, and would it be any good? Is, exactly. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's coming back at like at, a, at a, like the three unlocks is like at a system level. Is this ever actually gonna you know kind of break apart those walls wall gardens for me? The second part. You know, it's kind of like, you know, but can it actually, if it does, you know, the other wall gardens in our life are things like kind of, um, you know, healthcare, et cetera, energy systems. So can this actually kind of make those systems pretty smart? The second thing for me was around patterns and being able to actually kind of, you know, see where things are going. And then the third part is really around, you know, I guess what I'm trying to express through IP is really around protection, right? And then the ability to kind of actually see where your stuff's being used. Yeah, those were those were my three kind of unlocks, and uh, you know I think they built it well well into yours. Yeah, no, they are good three unlocks, Joey. Looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I feel like IP is going to be an interesting one. Um, and to recap, from my end, is I feel like it's a roadmap. The big unlock is a roadmap, like preparing our societies yeah. to be able to figure out what what working with big systems and big computing power or different computing power is like and how to apply our lives to that and how to get value for that as we enter an age in the next five to ten on quantum computing. I feel like that will lead to the big unlocks on sort of different ways to produce and capture energy, um, uh, predict weather and, and solve solve a lot of like <laughs> distribution. But um, yeah, that, that, yeah so that's absolutely. also... That's also a dangerous one because it just feels like a surfer who says the waves down down the road. So let's let's go there. But have been having interesting conversations who are with people who are solving some of the world's problems. And and one said, <laughs> he's an engineer. He said that uh, don't worry, 
climate change, we've got this. So that was a nice little moment this week, whether it was an overconfident engineer or someone who really knew what was going on. Um, let's find out. But he's doing an invention around getting capturing from carbon and turning it into jet fuel. Sounds like a mad song. It'd be great. It could be on. Um, And then AI sparks another run and and creates a a different pastry out of Web3 and and the tech that's being built underneath that. Uh, And we'll see that come out in the next one to two where real application that has a lot of touch points for people who had no idea really the utility of Web3, only the sort of fast cash um, crane wreck or train wreck that we've seen unfold over the last couple of months to year and then ai will push humanity to redefine its actual value and, and what it's bringing to the table as as a lot of people will start to to question who they are and that was the back end of um uh my relationship with ai the other week <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you get, yeah, you've yet to find your digital twin, Patrick. We'll probably leave it there. So, uh, you know, who who is going to be Pat's digital twin? I um, I really look forward to for, to mine meeting them in the future. Yeah, I reckon uh, if I meet my digital twin, we'll de- definitely have words. <laughs> straighten yourself, straighten yourself up, son. Straighten yourself up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nah, for context, that was that was just around, yeah. Uh, I suppose for humanity not to lose its, you know, to, to contextualize that last point, that was off the back end of understanding what you're giving up, like the price that we're going to have to pay for some of this and then at an individual level to understand, you know, um, where you fit into this if you are using AI in your workflow, AI with your, exactly. the way that you understand things is, is to understand that, you, you know, sometimes you... I think we've got a more of a quantum computing brain than than an AI brain is what I'm trying to say is I think sometimes we can join dots that an AI can't see or explain things that a way AI can't explain and and that's a beautiful thing and that's not something to give up very cheaply because yeah if you if you stop believing in that then you're never going to share that and then that's never going to get light sometimes it's good um, but a lot of good things do come from those moments. So it's just uh, a predicator to understand what that is. And then at a broader perspective, as we're coming in here is like, well, what are we actually bringing to the table other than more problems? Like, that's an interesting question to pursue. But um, maybe that's just my, I can do that by myself. But um, uh, thanks for that. I hope you have a good travel into the Dragon's yeah, Belly of Melbourne. Thank you. Thank you, very, thank you very much. I'm, uh, I am not really looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, if one day I can send my digital twin um, up there, that's, uh, that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, has it, has it been having protein checked, your digital twin? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll come back to you on that one, mate. So, All right. Uh, pretty sure. All right. right. Well, thanks, Pat. Have a great day ahead. You too, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.